Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of the GYST podcast, your favorite... Well, hello, everyone, and welcome again <laughs> to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast. Glenn, what's it also known as? Get, get your, your shit together. All right. Thank you, Glenn, for... For doing that you're welcome so ladies and gentlemen we have a full studio today so we've got myself uh glenn who are going to be uh the on-air personalities for this episode we also have kyle reed our episode engineer we have i'm in the part of the watch who is usually on the mic but he is uh updating some stuff right now because <laughs> we had indian food for lunch <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, a special guest anna wall and so I would especially like to point out Anna because on air I've mentioned uh, a new podcast I'm starting called uh, Creating Motivation, and Anna is going to be my co-host for that. So thank you very much for for being a part of that, Anna. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay, ready to dive in, Glenn? Let's do this. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is all about self-limiting beliefs. Now, self-limiting beliefs are there are a certain thought process that you have that are negative about yourself. And the thing about them is they may not seem, they, they seem really innocent at the time. When you say them, you don't mean anything by it. You're just saying it. Uh, it could be a, as a joke or, or whatever the case is. But here's the thing. Your subconscious only hears them as limitations on what you can achieve. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to name off a few self-limiting beliefs and just think if you've ever said any of these. I'm not smart enough. I'm too old, too young, too fat, too out of shape, etc. I could never do that. I don't have the confidence to do that. I don't have what it takes to succeed. I'm terrible at managing my time, my money, etc. Taking risks just always turns out bad for me. I'm just comfortable doing what I'm doing right now, and life is pretty good. Successful people are just lucky. Or, I deserve better. I'm a slow learner. My partner isn't supportive enough. And here's one that I get a lot. I don't like to read. Now, for some people who who say this kind of stuff, it may seem like these are just facts that you're saying about yourselves. For example, like, I don't like to read. Now, why is that considered a self-limiting belief? Because by saying you don't like to read, if you come across a book that you know is going to make an impact in your life, or somebody very close to you, Glenn, says, you got to read this book because it made a huge impact for me. Well, by saying I don't like to read, your subconscious is playing into that and is going to support that belief. And so the thing is, if, if you are one of those people who, who say you don't like to read, and I gave you $1,000 to read that book, you would read it without even thinking about it, right? Oh, without a doubt, without hesitation. Then again, I, I'm not one of those people. I'd still read it. <laughs> so if, if I'm offering you money now to do something and you are willing to do it, then that proves right there that's not really a limitation. That's just something that you're saying. It's not true. It doesn't have any validity to it. Right. 
But the but the main thing about these self-limiting beliefs is that we say them without ever really thinking about them. We don't think that they're serious or we know that we're joking around. And therefore, you know, it's just a joke. Now, you and I, Glenn, have, have talked about this. Oh, my God. And, uh, you know, w- would you like to kind of introduce it's, everyone to that? Yeah, I'm... I'm guilty of many of, of those uh, self-limiting beliefs. I really am. Um, but one of the most common that Rohit always calls me out on, when someone walks by and says, Hey, how's it going? I go, Not too bad so far, or I'm doing great, I guess. Yeah, or, or, you know. Um, or, uh, how's your day going? Not bad, for now. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of that method. I I honestly haven't even said that uh, for a while now. Yeah, one of the it's biggest few ones weeks. I always used to hear you say is when someone asked how you're doing, you said, "Oh, I'm doing really well, but it's still early." Yeah, but it's still early. That's see, that's another thing. I I haven't even said that in a while now because I'm trying to break myself of that self-limiting belief. Now I'm setting myself up for failure. When when I first kind of drew that to your attention, what was your thought process behind that? Because like you said, told me at the time, it, it was just like a joke. You were just joking around, right? Right. Well, my main thought process is like, you know what? It's not going too bad right now, but there's still plenty of time for something else to happen in the day. And I was putting a negative spin on what could possibly happen rather than focusing on, you know what? I need to have a more positive outlook. I should be focusing on this needs to go better for me. This will go better for me. Rather than, eh, it's okay, but shit still happens later. I don't make t-shirts, so... Forrest Gump reference. Oh. Shit happens. Sometimes, right? That's a negative belief. Yeah. And I'm... It's a limiting belief of my own. I'm still working on it in other aspects of my life, but now I'm, I'm, I haven't even honestly thought of, but there's still time left in the day or it's still early. I haven't thought of saying that lately. Have you noticed much of a difference? I have. In you? Or is it still too early? I, I have. Um, I notice that my day tends to be more focused on the positive outcomes. Uh, rather than the negative outcomes, because when I when I would say that, you know, I would notice that I was always feeling depressed or stressed out leaving work. But um, now that I'm not saying it, I'm noticing a slight uptick in my my tempo at work. Definitely uh, noticing that uh, I'm able to converse with people in a more positive way when you know they may be trying to drag me down in some way. Um, but yeah i've i've noticed a a little bit of an improvement and that's just one small change so i i think with more focus on that in my life i could actually improve other areas as well yeah and the the thing is like when when you were saying these it was always just a joke yeah that's what i kept telling myself but uh we were discussing before we started recording how you can be told something 
over and over and it just becomes true. Thank you, Anne. That was a beautiful statement. But yes, people will tell you things over and over and it just, you start to fit that role that they try to fit you in. And so if you're telling yourself something over and over, you're setting yourself up to fit that role. Mm-hmm. And I find myself fitting that role too many times. Just kind of why I was happy to get into the podcast, because <laughs> I didn't know it then, but I do know it now. It's, I don't know, a more positive reaction in my life. So, or I mean, more positive action step, not reaction. And I've known you for, for several years, several years, uh, probably 10 years. Wow, that's weird. Um, but I've noticed a change in you since you became a part of this podcast. And even so more when after the seminar, I, it, it's almost like the, the seminar kickstarted, not kickstarted, but, but really escalated things for you. And even before that, just being a, a part of this podcast where we talk about stuff like this, like before this, had you ever heard of self-limiting beliefs or, you know, anything like that? Uh, I had heard similar concepts, but I always just shrugged it off like, eh, you know, that doesn't really apply to me because I'm just joking when I say it. Yeah. So that's that's the thing is anytime you're saying something like this, what you're really doing is you're making a declaration of a limitation. And by doing that, what it's doing is it's holding you back and locking you into a place where you can't grow. And it's especially worse because people say it so nonchalantly, you know, and and they don't really think anything about it. But your subconscious is always going to act instinctually. And when you keep saying a certain thing, uh, for example, um, I don't like to read, Going back to that one, if you keep saying, I don't like to read, anytime you're presented with opportunities of growth that are centered around reading, your subconscious is all automatically going to kick in and say, okay, this is not for me. And because of that, you are restricting your growth, you're restricting your, your happiness, you're restricting your life because there's so much that you can achieve. And, and the biggest thing about this is especially dangerous when you say joking around. Because when you say joking around, that's like a direct line to your subconscious. Because consciously, you know it's a joke. But your subconscious doesn't know it's a joke. It's going to only act on what it's being told. And so if you repeatedly say, I don't like to read, I don't like to read, that's what you are creating for yourself. And I want to especially recognize all the hard work that you've been putting in because I've noticed a huge change in you and where what are some other things that, that you've noticed about yourself well my attitude at work has improved quite a bit <laughs> I mean, really um, I used to dread going into work whether it was previous jobs or current job it, it just the thought of going in and having to deal with stupid people. That was the first thing that came to mind. Oh, I'm going to have a stupid person that I have to deal with sometime today. 
That may be true. But how many smart people am I trying to ignore now? You know, there are plenty of good people that I work with. Kyle, I'm talking about you. Oh, he's downstairs peeing. So, um, yeah, there. I, I used to put myself in this box of just negative thoughts, and it did run my life. And you just don't know how much it runs your life until you have, you take a step outside. Well, why do I feel this way? Where did I start to feel this way? Why did I make myself feel this way? How do I get out of this mess? Well, you step outside, analyze, realize what you're doing that's hindering your movement, and either change your direction or step over that obstacle. If you can't step over it, you can't go around it, destroy it. And that's what I did. Um, my Tuesdays were my wallowing days. <laughs> I'd go home, I'd play video games, I'd de-stress myself for a few minutes, but really I wasn't de-stressing, I was just postponing the stress. Um, and it was just a way for me to break out of it. And that's what I'm trying to do here, is break out of those negative thoughts and improve other areas of my life. And I think it's important to know self-limiting beliefs aren't just the things that you're saying, but they're also the things that you're doing. Right. And one of the one of the ones that I recognize as self-limiting belief is weight. And so I still weigh myself. Um, I've got um, a Fitbit scale, Aria, I think is what they call it or something like that. So it, I, I step on it and it connects and, you know, records my weight and all that kind of stuff. But I don't look down at it to see what, what the scale says. Because I believe that that could be a self-limiting belief in itself. And the reason why I say that is because my goal is to weigh 125. And simply for the fact that I think it'd be cool to say I weigh a buck and a quarter. That's the only reason, like, <laughs> you know. And um, last time I checked, I was around 137 or so. And the reason why I stopped looking was because then my subconscious is is aware of, of how much I weigh. And if it constantly sees me hovering around 137 or 135 around there, then I'm not going to take the action steps that are necessary for me to, to drop down more because my subconscious just sees 135, 135. That's all it sees. Mm -hmm. And again, the, the power of self-limiting beliefs is your subconscious. It's not stuff that, that you were doing voluntarily. And so if it sees that, it's going to continue those actions that are going to make that true. Because now, if I look down, and like I said, I see 135 all the time, but now if I see 132, even though I might consciously be happy about that, my subconscious is going to be like, wait a minute, hold on, I'm used to seeing 135. We got to bring that back up because it's disagreeing with, my, with what I know to be true. And so even something like that is a self-limiting belief by just looking at a scale. Um, I do the same thing with age. I don't like to talk about age because I believe that's a self-limiting belief as well. It's something that I've battled with for a long time. Like when I was in school, when I was in um, high school, 
I was president of the school. I was involved with like throughout the community. I was doing stuff with with the government because I grew up down in Olympia. Like everyone knew me, and everyone was like, "Wow!" Like if he's doing this kind of stuff in high school, like what's he gonna do once he gets out? And at first, it was cool hearing that. But then I thought about, it, and it became a self-limiting belief because it's like, wait a minute, if if I'm in high school and I'm not supposed to be doing this kind of stuff, then when is the right age to do this kind of stuff? And because of that, for the longest time, I struggled with with my own growth and my own accomplishments because I felt like maybe I wasn't old enough to be able to do this or I was too old to do this. And it became a limitation that I set upon myself. And so I stopped talking about age. And it's made a huge difference in my life because now I'm not restricted by that. Now I'm only restricted by what I can do. And it's kind of like what you said, like once you change that philosophy, your entire outlook on life changes. And it's been so amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to know from you, like what are what are some self-limiting beliefs that you have about yourself that you recognize are no longer serving you? Or maybe have been in place all along that now that you are aware of them, you recognize they're not serving you and it's time to get rid of those old beliefs. Right. Uh, well, one of the self-limiting beliefs I've always had, I'm a big guy. I'm always going to be big. Oh, well. That's what you would think before. Literally. I'm always going to be big. Oh, well. Why? Why work hard for something that's not going to change? <clears throat> and it's it's true. I, I, I kept limiting myself, and I just got bigger. And bigger. You, you knew me when I was working warehouses. Mm-hmm. I was always big, but I used to be able to just lump with the best of them and clear out trucks real easy. Man, I wouldn't be able to make it through the first five seconds in a truck right now. And I put myself in that position because I limited my beliefs, my my my, my own self with my beliefs. And uh, I don't know, That's that's been one of those beliefs that's always been with me. I didn't notice it. Maybe it wasn't with me when I was in, you know, sports in in school, but I don't know, probably since junior high and high school, that's when that belief started. Always big. Then I allowed other people to add on to that. And it began with someone saying, you're stupid. I allowed them to make me believe that I was stupid. That one hurts more than what I've done to myself and my weight. Because am I really stupid? No, I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. I know I'm educated. I know I'm very logical. I know I've got a lot of common sense that most people don't have. But that one, that one belief, everyone's saying I'm stupid, so it must be true. They must view me as stupid. My ideas must be stupid. That kept me from bringing a lot of ideas to the table in the past. And how old were you when this was? Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> it started in the home. Because, you know, you, you you don't think that your family is really going to hurt you, right? 
And I know my family didn't mean to hurt me. I know my father was not one of those guys that I would ever say anything negative about. But he started the stupid statement with me. And it messed me up for years. He and I came to a, an understanding of that a few years back. Um, but when, when someone's telling you, what are you, stupid? When you make a bad decision, there, there's a way to actually approach a bad decision with someone that might help them understand something better versus, well, you must be stupid because you made a bad choice. Well, it may be true, depending on the, <laughs> depending on the action, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, playing no, baseball with the beehive is not a good idea. That's definitely not a good idea. <laughs> um, but when someone calls you stupid enough, and you start to believe it in, of yourself, you you limit everything you do. Especially if it's like you said, from school, from home, elementary, junior high. I didn't care. I didn't turn in work. So I felt, you know what, I'm stupid anyway, so why? High school. My freshman year. Didn't turn anything in. I was lazy. I was stupid in my own mind. So my grades suffered. It wasn't until I... Uh, took a step back and said, you know what, I need to actually educate myself. If everyone says I'm stupid and no one's willing to show me where I'm being stupid, let me find out. And uh, I was able to go to a Christian school for a little bit. Oddly enough, at a church that my dad was the pastor of. He started a Christian school um, because we were tired of the schools telling children how to live their lives without giving them proper knowledge on how to assess what's being told to them. Um, so he started a Christian school, I went to that, and I was able to learn at my own pace. I was able to take a step out and go, you know what, I'm not really stupid, I'm passing all these tests, I know all this stuff. I have a lot of book smarts. And the fact that I'm still alive means I have a little bit of common sense Otherwise, you know, I'd still be playing baseball with a beehive. Right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I would have survived long with that. But yeah, uh, someone, someone calling you a name and then you accepting it and believing it, even if it's just subconsciously. Yeah. That's where a lot of pain can build up and a lot of limits can be placed on you. But the limits are only there because you allow them to be placed there. That's powerful. Would you mind saying that again? The only reason the limits are there is because you allow them to be placed there. And that's that's the key word that you said right there is allow. Mm -hmm. You have control over who you are and how you progress in life. No one else can control your mind. It's your mind. No one control can completely control your life. What's the one thing that they can do that you can't prevent at times? They can kill you. Okay, that's something that they have that they, they can do to you. But can they really take away your thoughts? 
Can they really take away your beliefs? Can they really limit where you can go in life if you're determined and you're focused and you act? Mm -hmm. No. Don't allow someone else to put a limit on you. Don't allow yourself to put a limit on yourself. Continue to grow. Push your limits. And one, one of the phrases that I hear a lot now that a lot of people say without realizing it's a self-limiting belief is, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty of saying that from, some time, uh, from time to time. I think I actually said that with Kyle today on the phone. <laughs> Talking about a customer, <laughs> weren't we? That's right. And uh, I said it. Because saying it is what it is means that you aren't in control. It means you now have a reactive life instead of a proactive life. It means mm-hmm. that outside circumstances are going to control you instead of you controlling them. Mm-hmm. And that's what self-limiting beliefs are. It's it's stuff that's controlling you without you saying it's okay. So, for example, once upon a time, you did something and your dad said, you know, what are you, stupid? And even though that was years ago, that stuck with you and has shaped you to be the person you are today. The difference is now, especially since being a part of this podcast, you are empowering yourself with the tools to know that the choice is yours, that you can make a difference in your own life, that these past years of accumulated stress and these self-limiting beliefs you aren't going to allow them to control you anymore. And I think that's fantastic. I've played baseball with you. I watched you play football as you ran into my fence and almost died. (laughs) It was quite fun. (laughs) Um, And I would love to see you do that again. And so you let me know as your friend what I can do to support you with that. And I'm putting you on spot right now. Right now? Right now. Okay. I'm not sure. But that's something I'm looking into. I'm looking into some dietitians, which has really been helpful. Um, I'm setting myself a diet. So if you see me come in with fast food... Mm-hmm. I, I mean it. You're going to take it from me and throw it away. If it's Taco Bell, can I take it away and eat it? No, because you get sick <laughs> off of Taco Bell and you don't know how long that's going to be That there. was just once. And the burrito was only <laughs> five days old and sitting outside on my counter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But may I challenge you with something else? Hit me. Instead of saying diet, I'd like for you to say a change of lifestyle. Because, again... The Diet is a very negative word in, in a fat person's life, trust me. And it's a self-limiting, <laughs> you know? Because it, a diet is, is almost short-term. Right. And it's going to get you short-term results. But if you, if you change your lifestyle, that's mm. life-altering. You know, that, that's the thing with personal development as well. And, and I had this conversation with Kyle quite a bit. Personal development is at the heart of our relationship now like Kyle's and mine Mm -hmm. even when we talk on the phone or in person just to catch up 
it's not just, oh yeah, you know, I, I went to Vegas and, you know, did this with my family or whatever. It's, yeah, I went to Vegas and I saw my family and, and here's who I really connected with. And I realized like I hadn't connected with them before. And I thought to myself, why hadn't I? And I realized I could step up and create that relationship if I wanted to. It's, it's at the heart of who we are now and, and has helped define our relationship. And the same thing with anytime you make a life choice, it's at the heart of who you are. And I want a lifestyle change to be at the heart of who you are. And so think about it. Anything I can do, I'm in. Um, Keep me focused on my lifestyle change then. And I think uh, Anna's going to hold you accountable too. I hope so. I need more people to do that. You bet. So if my family's listening to this one, Make sure I'm eating salads and healthy foods when we go out. Wait, what? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just say what I thought I you said? I did say salads, yes. What? Scary, isn't it? Glenn, you don't even put lettuce on your burgers. No, I don't think lettuce belongs on a burger. Man. Dude, salads are amazing. Nope, but I've been making small cho- small changes every morning going into work. Normally, I'd stop by and pick up a McDonald's bag or Burger King bag. It's just right across the street, right? Yeah. And I'm in a rush to get into the office sometimes because certain people like to leave me fires to put out. But uh, <laughs> shouldn't start them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. I shouldn't start the fires. Oh, uh, yeah, but. Uh, Instead of doing that, I go through, heck, even convenience stores have healthier foods out there for snacks. I'll grab these little tubs they have filled with little cubes of cheese, pretzels, and and carrots, grapes. I'll grab those before I grab any chips or or cereal bars. Oh, those are just... And they're not filling either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting better at eating the right things at the right times. And maybe uh, Anna can get you to try that vegan cheese I was telling you about. Because it was pretty good. It's not that much healthier. Really? Yeah, I was going to say oh. cheese is cheese, whether it's vegan or or not. <laughs> I love cheese. But cheese is, is definitely one of my weak spots. Yeah. Well, Glenn, I don't know about you, but this was... I Before I go into Kyle's two-minute takeaway... Um, I want to. Two minute takeaway today. It, it, no, th- this segment will always be Kyle Reed's two minute takeaway. Not when he's not recording. Well, that's your fault. I don't know. <laughs> I want to thank you, Glenn, for for being open and honest on air. Mm-hmm. Um, by the word vulnerable, a lot of people have a negative connotation around it because they think. By making yourself vulnerable, you are allowing others to be able to hurt you. I see the word vulnerable and I see strength. And I want to thank you for your strength and your vulnerability in sharing, obviously, some painful stuff from your past. And I know everyone who is a part of this podcast is is here to support you Mm -hmm. just as much as you are here to support us. Happy to share. 
So with that, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's time for Kyle Reed's two-minute takeaway, presented by Rohit Rahil in this case. Um, today's episode was all about self-limiting beliefs and the damage that they can do to you. So you heard examples of not only self-limiting beliefs that started when you were a child, but even self-limiting beliefs that exist today and that we're formulating today and, and how we need to realize that they're holding us back. All self-limiting beliefs are, they're just excuses that we tell ourselves so we don't feel bad about something. Be proactive in your life. Take a look at what other limitations are you setting and think back to when did those limitations first come up in your life? Was it something recent? Was it something someone else said? Or did they stem all the way back from your childhood? By identifying where those limitations came from, you can empower yourself to rewrite their meanings in order to serve you. With that, we are going to um, post a video on this exact same topic, self-limiting beliefs that I did, um, that kind of dives in a, a little bit deeper into identifying a lot of this stuff, but don't hold yourself back. Life is too valuable and we have too many lives to change and our importance in this world matters. Don't hold yourself back. As much as we tell you don't let others hold you back, a lot of times we are our own worst enemy. So recognize these self-learning beliefs that we shared with you throughout this episode. Backtrack to where they first came from and rewrite the meanings to empower you and know that you are in control and that you are no longer going to allow them to be a part of who you are. So with that, thank you very much. We'll catch you next week with another fantastic episode of the GYC podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.